All right, Chad Cameron, John Ritchie, 94 WIP. Twitter poll question of the day is sponsored by PI Dental Center. Your smile is the first thing that others see when they meet you. Learn about and schedule your complimentary evaluation at PIDentalCenter.com. Today's question, are the 2022 Eagles the best Philadelphia sports team you've ever seen? A, yes, B, no, you can vote at Sports Radio WIP on Twitter. Well, Mike Quick's seen an awful lot, including that Eagles game up close and personal, announcing it uh, Sunday at the link and then down on the field with the guys afterwards, conducting some interviews. And Mike joins us right now at a glorious time in Philadelphia sports. Hello, Mike. Hello, gentlemen. How are you? Good, man. Super. Mike, it looked like you were having a ton of fun, man. I saw you on the field. I mean, I I was not on the field, but I saw video of you, you know, talking to people. What was yeah. what was that like, Mike? Give us the uh, the sights and sounds of what you saw that you know others couldn't see up close and personal right after the game. Just people just out of their head, excited about what this what what this team had just accomplished. And I think even though most of us felt like you could get to this point or this team would get to this point, it's something different when it does happen and you get to be a part of the celebration and all of these kids on the field. Um, families of the team, officials of the team, just everybody down on the field enjoying the moment and hugging and just, you know, you know the city was ablaze all, all night long. Just I went back and looked at some of the footage of downtown and people just going crazy and all of the establishments on the streets. Um, it's just a beautiful thing because we know how everybody in this area pours into this team. Yeah. Want, want this team to win. They're behind this team. They love this team and everything about the team. So when we get an opportunity to celebrate like that, it, it's just so much fun for all of us. Mike, I was surprised the video of you climbing on top of uh, Billy Penn there at City Hall hasn't made the rounds yet, but wait till that gets out. <laughs> well, I just couldn't help myself. <laughs> All right, so let, let's get real. All right, Mike, um, we'll get to the upcoming game in the last game, but I'm just curious, when you think back to, let's call it the two years, the 4-11-1, the crash and burn, the major decisions, firing Doug, hiring Nick, trading Carson, elevating Jalen, um, yeah. all the twists and turns, what, what kind of goes – through your mind about how unlikely this journey has been and how amazing it's been? What goes through my mind is that there are a lot of people that are way smarter than I am that are putting this thing together. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't think any of us um, had the foresight to understand that back in that point that you're talking about two years ago and even three years ago that we couldn't see this coming to fruition no. and, and certainly so quickly. When you hire Nick Sirianni, first of all, getting rid of Doug, um, hiring Nick Sirianni in that first impression of Nick Sirianni, uh, but just continuing to shape this roster is what Howie was doing through this whole process. Um, not really knowing what you were going to get out of Nick and hoping that Jalen Hurts was going to become what he has become, but none of us had a crystal ball. But, but Howie behind the scenes just working his magic, acquiring people, and looking at the big picture of this whole thing, man, this thing, is it's a masterful job. I don't know if I've ever seen a job done better than the job that's uh, over the past couple of years that he's done and putting together this roster, not only the football roster, but the coaching staff around this football roster. So after the game, Jeffrey Lurie said uh, prior to the season, he sensed that this was the best team he'd ever had. Uh, are they? In my eyes, yes, they are. 
Um, it's funny. Merrill was on an interview with a, with one of the stations out in San Francisco, and they asked him the question, uh, what's the weakness of this roster? And, and Merrill scratched his head trying to find a weakness of this roster, and he ended up telling the guy that there is no weakness. He didn't see a weakness. Punter. And the guy abruptly hung up the phone on him. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? Was wow. he conducting an interview and the guy hung up? Basically, yeah. Wow. The interview was oh, after after <laughs> yeah, after Merrill told him that the this team didn't have a weakness on the roster. Uh, the guy didn't want to talk to him any longer. Wow, holy man! But but he sees this roster the same way I see it. I think they're strong in every position on this football team. Um, hats off to the guys putting this thing together, the scouting department, and you know ultimately how we making the decisions. After the game, uh, Jalen Hurts talked about playing to our standard. Did he play to his standard against the 49ers? He did not. And I don't bite my tongue to say that. Um, he played well enough to win, but mm -hmm. he didn't play to the Jalen Hurts standard. I know Jalen wants to be flawless, yeah. and he wasn't flawless in that game. There are a couple of opportunities that he had to hit on plays down the field uh, where he missed on plays down the field. And the passing game in general just wasn't as sharp as you would want it to be. But I still go back to this. This team, over the season, they found multiple ways to win football games. Um, they've had to dig and scratch and claw in different ways. It hasn't always been these games where in the fourth quarter we know that the game is in hand. Some of these games have come down to the last couple of possessions. Um, but they found ways to dig it out and win football games. That, yeah. to me is the mark of an excellent football team. Who's our best running back, Mike? <laughs> what day is this, John? <laughs> I mean, we ran the heck out of the football, and 44 rushes each of the last two games, and it feels like things are leaning toward Kenny G. So Kenny G, some days, he's clearly the best running back. Miles Sanders, there have been days this season where he's clearly – awesome running back and in fact I talked to the running backs coach the other day and, and we were just talking about the growth of Miles how he's matured as a running back you remember those first couple of years where everything he wanted to try and bounce it and outrun yeah. people and now he's just so good at pressing the hole and having faith in his guys that they're going to do their job and then you know they're able to split those lanes and allow him to run Boston Scott sometimes looks like you should give him the ball every time. Yeah. So all three of these guys, they take turns in looking like that's the guy you should hand the ball to every time you have the football. Mike Quick with us here. Mike, let's talk about the game up ahead. You know, I'm struck by the greatness of Mahomes. Now he's going to be hampered. Yes. But, you know, there's guys that just transcend. Jordan, Gretzky, Brady. Yep. This Mahomes guy, man, when all is said and done, you know, he could be, he could be up there. How great is the challenge for this Eagles defense to face Patrick Mahomes? It's the biggest challenge that they'll have all year because he can do so many things. I don't even listen to the part where he's hampered. He's got an ankle injury. Um, I watched the game. Yeah, it's not moving as sharp as he's moved in the past, but by uh, next Sunday, a week from Sunday, I would venture to say you're going to have 100% Patrick Mahomes. And um, there's none better in creating magic at that position. And I haven't seen anyone in all the years I've watched football that can do the things that Patrick Mahomes can do. Mm -hmm. So the challenge for this defense is as big as any challenge that I've seen. Now, 
this defense is one that can break down your protections and cause that position a lot of problems. Uh, and if they're not doing that, then you're in for it. But this this defense, uh, they can do that. Well, they know, can do it with four people, and they can yeah. they can devote seven people to the back end and, and trying to cover up those receivers. That's how good they are. The big reason why we can do it with four is Hassan Reddick. And we talk a lot about the massive improvement that Jalen Hurts has made this season. Yeah. How how much better has Hassan Reddick gotten this season compared to what he was the you know the last few years? I don't think he's ever been near what he is right now. And I know he's had double-digit sacks in, in other seasons. But us right now, uh, he understands that he has a skill set that makes it difficult for anyone that they put on him. You watched how the 49ers tried to block him with the tight end. They're out of their minds. Was, they think yeah. they're going <laughs> to – you can't block Hassan Reddick with the tight end. You better have your best tackle, the best tackle on your roster there, um, and you still are going to have problems with him. It's the size, it's the speed, and it's the heart, the tenacity that heart, yeah. that Hassan plays the game with. He's so much faster than everybody that plays that position. Uh, he knows how to use his hands to get hands off of him. Um, and that first step, that quickness that he has, it's a problem for anyone trying to stop him, slow him up. Mike, have you texted with Big Red in the last 48 hours? I have not. I uh, will, but but I have not yet. Yeah. How much has Andy Reid changed as a coach since he was here? I don't think there's much change. I think he's that guy still. But what, what Andy is really good at doing is just coming up with things and, and just things that you haven't even thought of. He'll come up with things that you see that, John, things that we did on the playground when we were kids. Yeah. I saw these guys last week <laughs> catch a pass and lateral the pass back. He's all the way downfield, yeah. and they're laddering the ball back. That You know, that's a schoolyard <laughs> things that we did. Yeah. Uh, that little circle that they ran around three or four weeks ago, yeah. they, they it just he just comes up with things that are different than what anyone else is seeing. There are things that you might see you know, at a youth football game on a Saturday morning. Yeah. And Andy Reid, if it works, he's going to throw that kind of stuff in. It's, he's going to do something different. Yeah. No one's expecting uh, because that's just the way Big Red is. He, it didn't feel like he did all that stuff when – I was playing for him. You know, like it wasn't every week, hey, we're going right. to throw something crazy and new out there. Well, in the early years, Mike, different. Mike, you'll remember in the early years, and this is before John, I'm talking 2001, Andy Reid would run some trick plays because the yes. offense wasn't as good and he felt the offense needed it. I mean, I remember, uh, Mike, there was the uh, the fake field goal where the holder, yep. and it might have been one of the Detmers, flips it over his – Flips the ball over it his was. shoulder, and and it was. and David Akers runs for a first down. It was amazing. Yeah, it was Coy Detman. So Andy always has stuff. He doesn't always use it, mm-hmm. but he always has these trick plays. He always had. So he was one of the first guys that really started to hit people on that jet motion, and and you know a lot of these little trick plays yep. behind the line of scrimmage. Um, I never saw anybody more consistent at converting plays on the shovel pass. When Andy yeah. started to shovel pass, That's it true. was just it, it always worked. He always has been able to come up with things that um, haven't worked or we haven't seen, but he's always got stuff in the back pocket. 
You know, the shovel pass was something that I, I'd been in the West Coast offense yeah. when I was at Stanford, when I was in Oakland, and when I got here, that was the first time we were yeah. incorporating shovel pass. Deuce and B West. Yeah. And they were both really good at it. Yeah. Mike, then the, go ahead, man. Then, then the entire league started picking up on the shovel pass because you could see how <laughs> yeah. well it works. Right. Mike, does the second ring for Big Red matter for our a higher elevation, his legacy? Uh, I think Big Red uh, has separated himself from the pack pretty well at this point, quite honestly. Uh, but this ring, uh, <laughs> this is not going to be easy for Big Red. He ain't getting it, Mike. Yeah. If That's he gets, if he gets it, he's getting it in a different year. He ain't getting this one. No, I'm feeling what you're feeling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mike, when, when, are you, when are you flying out? Uh, I think I'm going out on Wednesday. Wednesday next week, you mean, right? Yeah, yeah, into next week. Yeah. Well, Mike, awesome stuff, so, man. It's been a great journey this year. We look forward to talking to you next week. And uh, hey, by the way, I'll just ask you this quickly: Is this the best Philly sports team you've seen? Like, not just Eagles team, but you, you've been here since the early '80s. Is this the best Philly sports team you've seen? Well, I don't know, man. I was here when Doc and yeah. Mo Cheeks and Moses and those guys. Uh, that was a real impressionable time for me. Yeah. So, uh, I would say it's between those two in it my is. eyes. Yeah, I think that's yeah. exactly right. Mike, yeah. stay well, man. Have a, have a great time when you're it. out there. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Thanks. Take care. All right, there you go. It's pretty obvious if you hear people talk. It, it, most people are saying it pretty much comes down to this team and the 83 Sixers. 08 Phillies, 80 Phillies generally get skipped over. Flyers were obviously great in the 70s. I haven't heard anyone specifically make that, you know, say out of Flyers over this. I mean, this – see, here's the thing. I think people – I remember when we talked to Ray in October. We had Ray in studio. And this was before, John, the Eagles had – convinced us of their greatness let's say they were probably 4-0 5-0 but I remember Ray saying something like you know you don't have to be truly great to win in this NFL you know you just got to be the best of the group this year I remember him saying something like that and that's what I felt at the time and then when October became November it's like wait a minute here this is a historically great not just Eagles team NFL team this is a great because there's no weaknesses and they just throttle teams. I mean, James, what's their what's their point total in the in the playoff? Their differential? They're sixty nine to fourteen. And I went through That's their, unbelievable. So if that you is. take the playoffs too and take out the two game Hurts didn't play, they're plus two oh four on the season. They've outscored their opponents by two hundred and four points in nineteen games. And by the way, that's also pulling their starters out, you know, five or six or seven times in the fourth quarter. I mean, obviously it could have been higher. I mean, John, they easily could have scored more points in this game two days ago. Easily. Yeah. Could have scored more, but they dethrottled. Yeah. They dethrottled against the Giants. To the phones we go. Let's talk to Shane right now. Hi, Shane. What's up, guys? Hi, Shane. <clears throat> What's going on? Sorry, my voice is a little hoarse. I was at that game on uh, on Sunday, man. It was crazy. The atmosphere was insane. Good job. Um, Good job being a part of that, man. Yo, it's super cool. You guys, um, first time caller, long time listener. I think I don't think I missed the show this year. Thanks, um, Shane. Yeah, of course, man. Uh, yeah, so I was at the fourth on uh, at the fourth row, um, right by the tunnel where they ran out. Man, it was insane. Uh, the atmosphere was crazy, and, it, and as soon as Brock Purdy went out, it was just a big party, man. It was a big <laughs> party in the stands, and I freaking loved it. You know, I didn't oh, even I didn't God. even know Josh Johnson was still in the NFL. I was yeah, like, wait, 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 wait right? Josh Johnson from like ten years ago? I'm like, you gotta be kidding. And I feel like we always we always end up going against him. Like I feel like we went against him what two years ago with Washington. I don't even remember. 
Was, wasn't he, he like the Bucks quarterback like yeah, a decade he's, ago? He's the guy who's gone from like eighteen, like this team to that team to this team to that team. He'll get like a random <laughs> start here and there over the And years. didn't he retire for about a year at some point? He might have. I don't know. He's, <laughs> he he's Mister Bounce Around yeah. guy. Oh man, it was it was a spiritual experience, man. When the confetti was raining on my head, bro, oh, I cried a couple times, dude. Watching the whole celebration, the awesome. trophy going out, man. Jalen Hurts singing. It was terrible. Oh, it but, was uh, terrible, oh, man. Really it bad. was, hey, man. Like, I'm a, I'm <laughs> I a singer, too, it, and though. you hear how my voice is. So, I, I mean, there you go. Jalen's not a singer, and his voice is terrible. All right, not Shane, a give, me a, give me a famous number. Uh, I got to go with number one. It's the number one answer. Number one on the field, number one in our hearts. Let's go. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. Right, nice job, Shane. Well, respect nope. the horse voice going for it. Dude. I like yeah. it. I like it a lot. Let's go to Charlie in Harrisburg. Hi, Charlie. Charlie. All right, Charlie, not ready to roll. We go to uh, Mike right now. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, my friends. How are we doing? Super, Mike. Can we just get it over with? I mean, we've been calling this, you know, few of us have been calling this since, you know, late September. Like, it's just, it's here. I'm not in the least bit surprised. I just want to get it over with. And I just want to move on with life and then have a few more years of this. It's just a, it's such a wonderful, wonderful feeling to have the best team in the league, have something brewing for the next few years, and having that franchise, the franchise that we revered growing up when we watched the Niners. I hate to even say it, some of the, the Cowboys for a few years, the Giants, the Bears. We have that franchise now, guys. We have that franchise. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, the only thing I'll say, Mike, is be careful and looking to get this over so quickly. I, yeah, I don't. Understand I don't like that. that. Part, I don't like Mike. that. Like I, I don't want to get it over with. I'm going to relish these days leading up to this game because I, I don't know that I've ever felt this confident about any team heading into a game. Like I, I appreciate that they put themselves in a position of such dominance. Yeah, but Mike, and I think we should try to enjoy that and and. You know, I understand that point. I, under, I understand. And Mike, point. Mike, I, part of why I say don't look to get it over with so quickly. And I mean, in six weeks, James Bradbury is probably not an eagle. In six weeks, weeks Hargrave is probably not an eagle. And Nick in, Sirianni talked about that. This in morning. three weeks, Jason Kelsey could be retired. Yeah, they've so got like two weeks left to enjoy those relationships, and and yeah. like we get to and we get also, a little peep fair. into that. That's, that's fair. That's fair. My my, my point is just. For me, this has been a fait accompli for months. Yeah. So, yeah. On, on a different note, you guys having a good conversation before about how things could have changed with uh, with Carson and the whole thing. Yep. Here's an interesting thought, because we're so hung up on how much of a, a miss Jalen Rager was if we had taken Jefferson. Let's stop for a moment. What if how we did draft Justin Jefferson, and what if Justin Jefferson and Carson had some they had some kismet for a couple of years? We would not be where we are today. So that's the biggest myth. He might have made I Carson like look. Spin right there. Carson looks better. He doesn't get Carson here. Correct. And then we're like that might middling. Have been the best myth of all time. It's possible. I like that. It's that, not. You a... made me feel better. I've been so upset about that pick <laughs> yeah. for so long. Me, that was for you, buddy. That was for you. Now you can you can let it go. I mean, he probably would have helped him win an extra game or no, two. It's, so a, it's a really good spin. Their draft man. pick won't be as good. Yeah, I mean, you won't get Devontae yeah. here, probably all that. Yeah. All right, Mike, give me a big answer. Give me a famous number. When we were the Super Bowl boys, we were going to be partying like it's nineteen ninety nine. You got it, man. Mike, good that's call right there, Prince Joe. Hey, that's well. You admit that's a good song. Yeah, that's one of the better ones. What did ones. you think about Jalen wearing the Prince Purple coming in the game? 
That's fine. It's all good, man. Okay. I got no problem with that. Jalen loves Prince. Yep. Jalen does like it. Prince. Well, doesn't well. I th- I'm assuming, but oh, I think Jalen Jalen definitely likes appreciates. Prince. I, I would bet everything I, I have on I it. I, no, I have no idea. Um, Kelsey was just referenced. Gut feeling, John. Win or lose. Gut feeling. Does he retire or not? I don't think he does. But uh, you know, that's just my own personal belief system projected onto <laughs> onto his situation. I just can't imagine walking away when you're an All Pro. I mean, you're the best in the NFL at your position. You're not trailing off. I understand. We, he is we, a smart guy, though, and never, he might want to prioritize remember, his body. Remember what he know? talked about after the last time they won the Super Bowl? We played it on the show, him crying at the podium and yeah. talking about, like, I've, 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 summit, I've, I've achieved the oh, top yeah. of the mountain. Like, I've done everything you can do in this this sport. I, I'm, I've, I've done the Well, the he didn't top. say I did everything. Not he said everything. I he said did the ultimate the thing ultimate you wanted to do. Whatever. Yes. So then he gets yes. to do it again. And yeah. he's a, res- uh, a guy who has perspective, a guy who thinks about things and all that. I wouldn't be shocked if, if they win, he does. I'll tell you what, I, I mean, I, I don't want to see it. I, I For his sake, I know that it just feels empty. And you, I mean, I there was no way I could have come back because I was no longer good. But in his situation, there will be callers. You know, if he retires, hey, just maybe, maybe, just maybe. I, I've been on teams where they're calling guys who retired. Hey, we need you back, that sort of thing. I wouldn't be surprised if he's getting a lot of pressure, if he decides to, you know, call it a career. Yeah. But, uh, man, he is incredibly talented in so many ways other than football. If anyone's going to make a success of that second yeah. career, it's Jason Kelsey. Well, that and the other thing that, you know, just gives me a little bit of like he might lean toward retire. Is he's a he's a smart guy, and what I mean by that is he he knows his body's beat up, but he can get out at a time when he survives football without a, a, a debilitating injury, hopefully. And maybe there's the let me get out and save the body. Wow. You know, I want a lot I, more of that now than there yeah. was even ten years ago. And you want to live for the next sixty years. I mean, guys, look at Chris Maragos. He sued yesterday. He sued doctors because. He thinks he wasn't done right by medical advice that he received. And it's a sad situation. And apparently, I didn't see it, but apparently people said he was limping. Chris Maragos is limping. He's probably 35 years old. You know, so I'm just, you know, it's uh, it's a brutal sport, man. I mean, you know, John. Mm-hmm. 215-592-9494. Coming up next, uh, we go inside the game. X's and O's related to that last matchup and what it means for the next matchup. John will take us there. That plus all, all the phone calls. Joe to Cameron, John Ritchie on WIP. Hey, this year the only app you need uh, at the Super Bowl uh, party is uh, FanDuel Sportsbook in partnership with Valley Forge Casino, America's number one sportsbook. Download FanDuel Sportsbook now and sign up using promo code HAMMER so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Now let me repeat that because that is – an absolutely absurd offer and an absurd opportunity. You get $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win when you sign up using promo code HAMMER. And, of course, with FanDuel Sportsbook with Super Bowl 57, you can bet in so many different ways, from the money line to point spreads to all the player props, like who's going to score a touchdown and more. It's all there for you with FanDuel, which has an awesome app, safe, secure, and easy to sign up for. So lock in with FanDuel Sportsbook the official partner of 94WIP, and make every moment more with FanDuel Sportsbook official sportsbook partner of the NFL.